So a quick forward here. Uh, this kind of isn't an official sort of podcast episode or something. Um, not that my podcast is really any consistent anyway. But uh, this is sort of like a dispatch from the front, if you will, of just like actual recording from an interview. Um, I recommend you check out the actual blog's transcription. That is where sort of the best stuff is going to be. Uh, and it's also going to have timestamps to this interview. Uh, the reason why, and apologies for this, is that the audio is a little rough. So I'm just trying to essentially direct people to the newsletter, saying that that's probably going to be the best way to sort of get the idea of the band and everything about them. Uh, but if you want to kind of get into the nitty gritty, I feel like it's still a fun conversation and you can get some more details about them old teenage Halloween. So, um, yeah, stick around. They talk about everything from New Orleans to Steely Dan to, you know, just an assortment of unspeakable things. Uh, also excuse my extra nerdy voice because I have a sinus infection. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I usually use it for, uh, for print, but I, I have in the past done I, I kind of don't like doing podcasts like stuff anymore. Mm. They always kind of are a pain, anyway. Uh, sure, it's a lot of work <laughs> for like something that... Yeah, and it's like, I don't know. I like podcasts, but I don't know how good I am at making them. Sure. But, you know, so, cool. Uh, hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I, I just want to like, uh, sort of say thank you for taking the time to talk with me. Yeah, of course. One, Absolutely. Uh, and then two, I just want to make sure that I get everything straight, so... Uh, Trisha? Yes. Cool. Pronouns? She, her. She, her. Cool. And, and it's spelled T-R-I-C-I-A. T-R-I-C-I-A. That's important to me. <laughs> no, that's totally, totally understandable. T-R-I-C-I-A? Yep. Cool. Because I'm a cop. Remember that. Yeah. <laughs> just like chill? Yeah. Yeah, but you have to be seen and not heard. Yeah. Cool. Are, you helping with, are you helping with the merch though? I got kicked out. I did the wrong thing. Just sit. Oh. And then Luke, right? Uh-huh. Is it L-U-K? L-U-K? Okay, got it. I, I saw it like different in different places. Yeah, sure. it changed recently. Okay, cool. Yeah, so. we have to update it on like Bandcamp and stuff still. Okay. Uh, and then, did you have pronouns? They them. Got it. Cool. All right. Just wanted to double check. I'm vegan, so. Awesome. Yeah. Good to know. It's all new. And, uh, yeah, so. Uh, it's cool to have you guys in town. I saw y'all stopped at um, Sisters in Christ. Yeah, cool. yeah. It was great. Um, it was a great store. Yeah. We we played um, with Thou back in um, 2018 on tour. Okay, whoa. So um, <laughs> we saw cool. Brian at Sisters in Christ, and we were like, "Whoa, you're in Thou." We played together one time in Asheville, like randomly in the in on two tours that collided on one show. That's so cool. it was nice to see them. It was nice to check out the place. Like Trisha got some books. So did Peter. Yeah. They got um, some like cool kind of anarchist books, right? They have, and it's not even just anarchist books. But you're right; they do yeah. have like a lot of like good leftist material. But they also have a lot of classics, a lot of like sci-fi. Maybe not a lot, but like a little section of it. Yeah. It was a nice store. I got a Dostoevsky book for my little sibling. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. and then I got like a noise tape. So yeah, yeah there's a. What did I get? I got um. Big variety. The Light there. in August by Faulkner. Okay. And then I got Who's the Invisible Man by. Google's out. Ralph. 
Ellison. Ralph Ellison. So I got those two books. Yeah, that's cool. I um, I really like Sisters in Christ. I very rarely go because it's like on the opposite side of town of me, mm-hmm. but I try to stop in whenever I'm over here. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah, we went to um, we went to Guy's Bow Boy. Okay. Yeah. Is that on the magazine? Um, I, I don't know, but it's right near Sisters in Christ. Okay. Yeah, it was like yeah, a block yeah. or two away. And then Trisha went to a... I went to a halal spot. It was called um, Tall's Hummus, yeah. I think. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, my, my girlfriend, she works at a, a similar place down the road. It's called Saba. And oh, yeah, awesome. Like, Tall's is like one of the other big like uh, Mediterranean type places around. But yeah, that's awesome. Um, I wanted to ask a little bit about the name Teenage Halloween because... Uh, I was listening to Jeff Rosenstock one time, and a song Twinkle came on. Yeah. Is that where that's from? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. Literally. It was from Twinkle. I was 16. I loved Jeff Rosenstock. It was helping me through a hard time. We still love Jeff Rosenstock. Yeah. It was, but it was, <laughs> like, huge on me when I was 16, and it was helping me so much through a hard time. And um, I, I I just loved the um, the way those two words sounded, because it, it's, like, Halloween is just, like, scary holiday but like if you're finding joy in it in your teenage years it's just like it feels like just like this like free feeling yeah and i always i always liked how it sounded so yeah i just decided that that was what it was going to be called and i we didn't change it since so <laughs> yeah it's a cool lyric yeah. and yeah i think it's a great name the um the song too is like kind of tough because uh I, I think it's about um like a friend he lost and stuff like that I guess I just want to ask more generally, like, how is Jeff Rosenstock kind of an influence on y'all? Um, definitely sonically. I mean, I um, I was very into bomb the music industry, like growing up, and um, arrogant sons of bitches. Yeah. And, like that that stuff was like super um influential on the fact that I like really like raw punk music, but I love the like m- like making melodic structure but with an imperfect voice. Yeah. And that's, like, one of those things about, like, Jeff Rosenstock that I always, like, respected. It was, like, it's the most DIY form of singing because it's, like, an untrained voice that's, like, very melodic. And yeah. I've always, like, I always enjoyed bands like that, like the Erds and stuff and stuff where it's, like... Really New Jersey, you know? <laughs> Everybody. Stuff where it's, like, a lot of... And, like, Jawbreaker, yeah. where it's, like, very melodic, but it's, like, not, like, polished. Yeah. Are, are, are y'all classically trained in any way? I am. Okay. Yeah, how so? Like, I'm a classical pianist, oh, actually. Uh, yeah. So my first instrument was guitar, which, I mean, I guess I was like 12 or 13 when I started that. And, um, you know, just like from taking lessons in the shop, I started taking piano lessons and eventually went to college for that. So that's like really where my classical training happened. But somewhere along the mix, I also became a bassist and it just fit. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of the things I really love about the band is that it just seems like it's just like kind of like bomb the music industry it's just sort of like a, a rolling cast of characters <laughs> yeah, not quite anymore <laughs> yeah it's definitely become like a very set four piece okay yeah. cool yeah cool. and like all of us are contributing and writing songs now yeah. and it's like the last record we got together very heavily on and like wrote it and then the newest one is everyone's writing songs on it exactly it's not just um, our most recent split was one song written by you and one by me yeah exactly so it's like we've been um and so you're working on a new one that hasn't come out yet yeah yes. we're working on a second lp yeah. that we're <laughs> that we've been prepping this summer and so, that yeah. has it 
I mean, I shouldn't say for sure, but we are <coughs> currently working on music that all four of us have been writing, yeah. which is nice. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. And, and with um, the, the self-titled, was that just sort of like a, a, a wider kind of collaborative thing, or is that... I would say that it was... Um, I, I had a lot more stems on that one that I brought forward that we all wrote our own thing over. Okay, mm-hmm. And it was... Um, and, like, the last thing we did was, like... Trisha started singing in the band too, so we started working on um, like a bunch of like vocal harmonies and stuff. And, and now, and, and from those harmonies, we've evolved into like now Trisha's writing some songs for the band. And I also write songs still, of course. And it's like. And Eli does too. Yeah, and Eli's writing, Eli writes a bunch of like stems and different like, different like riffs and um, melodies that I work over and write lyrics over. Yeah. So, and Pete wrote a song. Yeah. More to come, maybe. <laughs> yeah, and it's been it's been very, been very fun. Like the first record was much more my stems, besides Drown, which was an Eli song, and then the next, the second record is going to be a little bit of everyone. Mm-hmm. So. It, it, uh, when you say the first record, are you talking about the self-titled? Self-titled, yeah. Yes. Okay. Because there's, the, there's that old one. The Eternal Versus an EP. Yeah, that's an EP, right? Okay. It was um, our like. It's kind of like our demo tape, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. yeah, that came out a while ago. <laughs> a long right? time. Yeah, <laughs> 20, 2017, I think. I think all right. That's cool though. I mean, it's awesome that it's been like a thing for so long. Very long, almost too long. <laughs> but now yeah. it feels like it feels like we started last year. Yeah, you know? no, I, like I kind of feel the same way. It's like I I I've been. Um, it feels like a new band, and ever since the first record was. Yeah. Created, so. yeah, we really became like this lineup in maybe 2018. Okay. I, the, the, on the split, which one of y'all wrote which song? I wrote Burn. Okay, cool. Burn. Yeah. I wrote Floating. Okay, cool, cool. I, I love both those songs. Burn actually popped up um, through a Spotify algorithm. I had no idea the split even came out. I was like, oh, okay, cool. This is awesome. And That's I, like, so awesome to hear. Yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was the first record that year. Because it was January January 1st, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, we we have, um, we have been working on a new thing, and, like, the split was kind of just to hold people over for a little bit. Yeah. And to do something fun with Homeless Gospel, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, for sure. I've never heard of them until then. Oh, wow. They're amazing. They're good friends of ours, fucking rippers. We wanted to put out something, we wanted to put out something that's, like, that, like, was with a good friend of ours band so it was like a full cohesive release but we wanted to put out like a couple songs that just could hold people over until we made another record was it also like a don giovanni thing yeah yes okay don giovanni did our first um our first album and they did the split okay so so it wasn't just like don giovanni's like oh y'all should do a split together it's like no that we've been working with them for years they've been um they've been on our team with the um with the releases that we've done yeah. Besides, um, the demo Eternal Rose was put out by Get Better Records. Yeah. It seems like y'all have been touring a ton over the years. Yes. <laughs> Specifically you lately. Think you, you think of yourselves as like a touring band? Definitely. And, and and it's been, um, and that's how we sustain ourselves as a band is by going on Like tour. financially? Yeah, okay. financial um, sustainability we, we get by going on tour. Like we, we just keep touring as a project and that's like our our main objective at the moment because we have music released and out. This is Eli. Hi Eli. Eli, this is Dalton. Nice to meet you. What's up? Eli's our lead guitarist, backing vocalist, 
and Peter's helping, the drummer. I don't helping know if that songwrite and to also <laughs> manages tours. So Eli's a jack of all trades. That's a lot. <laughs> no, my dad's named Jack. Eli of all trades. An Eli of all trades. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. don't like being called my dad's savior. It's always kind of weird. I don't think I would mind it. Yeah, you can call me Eugene. What's up, Gene? Eugene. Yeah. My dad's Girl name is Oh, Clarence is a good one. Clarence is a great one. Old, it's a classic, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of, um, I, I was listening to another interview y'all did, um, and you mentioned that uh, like 50s music was a big influence. Yeah, I, I love, how, love how, like... How is like 50s music an influence? Um, specifically melody, and um, mm. the, the very like... The, I, I always love like the songwriting that's very to the point and it's like very formulated. Yeah. So that's that's always been a huge influence of mine, like fifties like girl groups and like doo wop bands and stuff. Okay. And I, I think especially three part harmonies yeah. is like one of the things that we're gonna be working on, especially moving forward. We'd like to do more harmonic things like that. Yeah. And but then essentially like fifties music is just like It was kind of the slate for like all the rock and roll now. Exactly. And, like, I don't know. I've always sort of felt like Power pop and like classic, like rock and roll is very similar. Yeah, yeah. I, I've always had a, a whole like a whole love for all that stuff, like the old like fifties um, vocal groups and stuff. Yeah, it, it's weird to me because it, it, it is you know that's kind of what rock and roll I guess was was power pop. Like one from from yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like now it's kind of like a, a punk thing I guess, but it's like you know punk has so many different meanings. How do you guys feel like you fit in into like sort of that like punk DIY crowd? Um, or like where did you find belonging musically? I guess. Um, I would say um, at first it was much more of a folk punk thing, but yeah. like now we're like finding a lot of um, a lot of like belonging within like rock and roll shows mm. and like power pop type shows where it's like high energy, loud music. That's like that's like like chord bass like and it's like that's that's been what we've been into right now just like loud rock bands playing with us yeah. I think how. it comes through because y'all have some really cool melodies and like choruses yeah. and stuff like that yeah. I would be careful to like stick us to one genre because I think that we do a lot yeah, yeah we play around so with a lot of things exactly we like experimenting I, I you mentioned folk punk. I mean, the, the Defiance Ohio, I think, oh, is this one. Yeah. That's the yeah. kind of folk punk I'm talking about. I love Defiance yeah. Ohio. <laughs> like we, Defiance Ohio, like Nana Grizzle, the taxpayer. <laughs> Get the Frosé. They also have Irish milkshakes. I'm Irish. Like the whole New Orleans thing. Frosé is Slurricanes. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Daiquiris are the big thing here. It's a bunch of daiquiri shops, and then they also have like the street legal alcohol here, so it's just you know, take it wherever. I accidentally <laughs> brought it in the car with me too. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's what I've heard. It's like open container is really not a big deal either. So funny. It's like as long as you're not drinking it, it's like. But you know, who knows? Cops are weird. Uh, that's true. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, we, we were talking a little bit about um, Defiance, Ohio. Well, how, how, uh, I think you were about to explain like how they kind of influenced the sound. Um, specifically for the first record, it's strong. Yeah, it is. Specifically for the first record, and um, we love like the keyboards and like the horns and the big band sounding 
So yeah. that's like the the part of Defiance Ohio that really hit it for me. Like the <laughs> the heavy like big band energy. That's what makes me think of like uh, you know bomb music industry and stuff mm-hmm. too. It's like y'all had that sort of so so wh- why strip it down to sort of like the four piece? Um, it felt more convenient for us as a touring band, yeah, and it felt sounds, like it felt yeah. a lot more of like a, <laughs> it felt a lot more like um, like sustainable this way. Yes. And at the at the at the root of it, it's like I'm not opposed to doing like shows that are like one offs with like larger groups with us, yes. but it's like. I don't um I don't think as a touring band it's entirely sustainable in today's climate to have like a bunch of people like on tour together yeah. in terms of like finances and um, I was about to say the same yeah. thing, especially with COVID, it's more difficult. Finding places to sleep is much easier with four yeah. people. Eating in general is easier. I, I think that makes a lot of sense because it's like uh, there's a few ska bands in town, you know like ska. But... Ten members. Yeah, bad operation. <laughs> right. Yeah, bad They're operation. Sick. Joysticks on tour right now, and they have like a core of like five people, but then they'll just like get a bunch of horns whenever. And yeah, and it shouldn't be easy. It shouldn't be hard to find in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> a bunch of horns. Right. Exactly. So it's like, what's funny is uh, their most consistent horn player lives out in Mississippi. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it's like, um, I, I think that. That makes sense. It's like y'all have sort of like the core four, and then it's like you bring on people. Exactly. What's, sorry, go ahead. No, go, go. I'm sorry. I was gonna say like the first day of tour, we played with a ska band. Um, what were they called? Um, the book club. The book club, and they were okay. from Pittsburgh. They were super nice, and they had ten people, which is like <laughs> I can't even imagine doing a tour with ten people. We, no. we toured we back in 2016 with ten people in an RV. And Did well, you really? You you got yeah. An RV, yeah. In 2016, <laughs> we toured to Canada in an RV with 10 people, and that was um, one of the most grueling things I've ever done in terms of like getting everyone together. And like every night, we would stay at a house, and we would all like. There, I remember like one of us slept in a bathroom one night. Holy shit! It was absolutely rough. Like we had a pad in the bathroom. Whenever someone knocked, you would have to wake up get out so they could take a shit or something and, uh, <laughs> and then you have it to was, sleep it was a time like i mean i i have so much love for that era of my life but now that i'm playing with three other people i'm very grateful so yeah i'm really happy i was not a member when that happened when that happened how'd you get an rv oh <laughs> our friend chris had um had a rv that his family used for vacations that he like offered to us to use that it was just sitting in the driveway for a long time. Oh, okay. So we ended up taking Chris's RV to Canada, doing debaucherous things in it. <laughs> our our one friend who was, our one friend who was driving got completely butt naked when we entered the border. Dri- driving the RV with a captain's hat, it was a fucking time. I mean, I miss, I miss, <laughs> I miss the RVs, but it was very hard to fill up with gas. It was $100 in 2016 to fill up. Yeah. So imagine how much it would be now. So it's oh, God. definitely not worth it. There was beds in it, though, in a bathroom. I mean, you guys smoke, huh? No, I don't got Oh, it. I don't have a lighter. Sorry. Sorry, dude. But, yeah. But, yeah, that's cool. Um, that's nuts to me. I'm glad y'all were able to get the van fixed. That's, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> incredible, actually. The well, timing did, of it how, all. How, how did it all get fixed? So like, basically we drove from New Jersey, we did all of our gigs up until Denton. 
from Denton, we made it to Austin at the Airbnb we were staying at. Like, thankfully, from two of our friends who put us up. Like, they were incredible. So we make it to the Airbnb, and then we're about to drive to the gig. And as soon as we turn the corner, it makes this horrific, like, sputtering metallic sound. It's okay. I'm Michael. I'm playing with the first band. But Peter? Oh, it's me. Peter. What's up? What are you I was wondering if I could use a clutch. Yeah, you got it. Big Pete! Big Pete! So you turn the corner and Turn the corner, it makes this awful sputtering sound. Like a, I can even show you a video of how awful it sounds. It was like... It really was. Let me, let me pull this shit up. That sounds horrendous. It was very scary. Oh, yeah, that's that's the success pick. Let me go back to the bad pick. I feel bad silencing Peter. Oh, no, he's fine. No, he don't want to talk. Okay. He'll give you his, his opportunity to talk later. Okay. He'll hang out with you. He won't talk on camera. That's fine. Yeah. On camera. <laughs> on recording. Alright, where is this shit? It was after Bucky's. Here. Bucky! Oh my god, that was More terrifying. Than what, what happened? Oh wait, let me, let me restart the video. No, low battery. Yeah, let's pick it up. It was bad. It was really bad. So uh, luckily the the venue was less than a mile away, so we we did it. We made it there with those horrible sounds. Did you have the hole at all? No. Oh you just we just went less than twenty and then um, like Eli was amazing, went inside and like talked to like the booker and everyone and set up our merch and like made sure that the show was going okay while the rest of us sort of hung out outside. I was on the phone with my dad and my stepbrother, like, how do I do this? Like, what should I buy and fix this? So um, I don't think anything that we did that night actually helped, but we got the van back to the Airbnb and a mechanic came on Sunday to the house. Okay. And the mechanic was a friend of a fan of ours, like someone at the show. Don't smile because it's over. Smile. No, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like one of our friends slash fans at the show like had a mechanic friend who came by the next day checked it out and was like okay like you need a new spark plug but I can't fix it because it's stripped so the next morning um, we found a mechanic that would take us in and hopefully have it for us the same day so Pete and I took the gym yeah Pete and I took the scariest (laughs) car ride to the mechanic thinking we were gonna die, like the engine's gonna seize or something. (laughs) And then, yeah, like just like the sweetest fucking guy, Jim and Gabe helped us at Groovy Auto Care in Austin. And they had the van for us before they closed. I think we got it back at five o'clock yesterday and we were on our way here basically immediately. And it's been great since. So, I mean, as far as like bad situations go, that was the best of it. Like we were with friends, we were in a safe location. We found an amazing mechanic. And we're here. A lot of people have been having really bad luck with their vans. Mm-hmm. We're here drinking slurricanes. <laughs> Cheers to that. I'll drink to that. <laughs> getting ripped off and stuff Big like that. Wait, wait. Drink the slurricane. the next question. I, I wanted yeah, to ask. Yeah, ask Peter a question. Am I, am I allowed to talk? <laughs> Obviously. Seen <laughs> but not heard. Do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought I came in in the middle of the whole. No, you came process. in right when we started. There's a teenage oh, Halloween interview. I should have talked that. I thought. Uh, no, yeah. start talking You're now. It's okay. Band. I think now, that this is pretty, like yeah, this is okay, all. right? Yeah. But what's what's your name? My name is Peter. Peter. Wait, cool. wait. Just in case I use the audio. Okay. I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess this is fun. Um, I wanted to ask. Um, 
about there was a cat fight show y'all were supposed to do in Brooklyn that ended up getting canceled, I think, due to COVID. Huge yeah. bummer. We yeah. fucking love cat fight. How did y'all like link up with cat fight? They were just like they they honestly just asked us. Like they were they, okay. They were I mean, that's su- how it usually goes next. Like <laughs> yeah, and Brooklyn Vegan was facilitating the show. Brooklyn Vegan was super supportive of our record. So. Brooklyn Vegan has been amazing, like we did this a whole session time. for them. We the did yeah. Room, uh, they right. they always like help us out by promoting things. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of really amazing coverage for They DIY. do. Yeah. yeah, and they were like, and you know, like they were putting together something with Cap Eye. Cap Eye are um, um, friends of mine. I, you met them briefly yeah. at Fest. And, and uh, the Chris Farron. Show. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the Chris Farron show. But like, oh, they came to Philly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, they were um. They're they're just homies, and that we um we ended up like almost doing shows with them. We're gonna do more at some point, but yeah. it was like those shows got canceled because COVID was getting bad again, and there was like a lot of pressure. Yeah, I think that was around the, the time when Omicron was kind of like yeah starting to peak again. Yeah, it's such a bummer. It was like that three to five week period where like shows were like done again, <laughs> and then well, I mean shows were done, but. We took off for personal reasons. Right. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> I wanted to ask um, about, I guess, your, your involvement in, like, fest and stuff. Have, you, have y'all played at fest a lot? We have. Since when? So, um, I have not done any fest tours because oh. I, up until this past year, was a school teacher. So I could not take oh. off for tours during the yeah. school year. But hopefully that will change this coming year. I did that for a year, it's hard. Yeah, so I think, I think <laughs> like Luke said, um, 2022 we're not planning on doing Fest. We have some other things lined up for that time. Um, but hopefully 2023 we'll be back. Okay, we want to be back, yeah. It's, it's a great time. I'd love to. I'd love to yeah, dress up like a fool on stage. It was the most amazing feeling to have Halloween. everyone you've seen in DIY sing all the words to your song. Yeah. Mm. Like, it's also just like fun, like everywhere you go, it's just like, oh, I know you. Like, it's like everyone from like everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> every <laughs> show. Same every place show. At one time. <laughs> every <laughs> show. Exactly. It's like the. Shout out every show, Joe. And it's usually like Halloween weekend, so it's like, yeah. Exactly. Dress up. Yeah. No, that, like, that's what I want to do. I want to dress up like in a group costume, and now that there's four of us, Which that might be easier. Pikachu costume. I was going to wear my Snorlax onesie, but I think it might be too hot for Florida yeah. on Halloween. Cool kids did that. Maybe we want to play with Flo Rida when we're in Florida. Yeah. Or Pitbull. That'd be cool. Pitbull. Yeah. Or stuff. Jimmy Buffett. Or Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> All the Grand Floridians. More or less yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like the most realistic and reasonable. That could happen. Jimmy yeah. Buffett, I think, might appreciate our message, though. Yeah. He's a leftist. Uh, I feel like, yeah. Is he? Yeah. He, has he car- is. He also has carnivorous habits. That's funny. <laughs> he tried to amend them though. Yeah. He tried. <laughs> no, Jimmy Buffett is a leftist, I'm pretty sure, which is surprising that. as a Floridian boomer. He was also on Epstein's yeah. plane, so. Was he? Yeah. Uh, no. Not, not, not during the interview, Luke. <laughs> Don't tell me this now. No, but, but they'll take it out, right? Yeah, right. Can you, can you cut that in post? Yeah, I, I can cut the, the record to Jimmy Buffett being in. You can just cut all the Jimmy Buffett. Epstein. I don't want to support him because he's an Epstein guy. But that just broke my heart. I love him. Yeah, it was him I'm and a Chris parrot Tucker. head. <laughs> and who? And Chris Tucker. Oh 
not Chris Tucker too. You didn't know that? No. And Bill Murray. No. It's crazy plain. I need to walk yeah. away. And Mr. Yeah. Rogers. Oh, no, now you're fucking with me. <laughs> now we're just being alone. But it was Bill Murray? Bill Murray, I'm pretty sure, yeah. I don't know. Oh. Chris Tucker. Jimmy Buffett. Well, it's, it's, well back, to, back to a Let's real. Let's go back to us. Big <laughs> Pete, answer the next one. Uh, I wanted to ask a little bit about, um, I guess, sort of a broad question that I like to just ask bands is like, what do you want people to kind of take away from your sound, from your music? Big Pete, why, why is everyone pointing at me? <laughs> I don't know, I just want people to have like a good time, honestly. Like yeah. at the end of the day, like if people are just enjoying themselves, I don't know. I really feed off of that. Yeah. You know? Especially when it's like you could physically like see people having yeah. a good time. Yeah. It like makes me have a better time on stage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Literally yeah. what we all say, but like more articulate. Such a good person. <laughs> I don't know how articulate that was, but no, no I'm not even fucking um, with you. That's awesome. I completely agree. Like one of the best takeaways for me personally is like when someone comes up after a show and is like, hey, like that just made my day so good. Yeah, it's infectious, you know? It is, yeah. exactly. Like, and like you said, like right. when you see people actually vibing in the crowd, like instead of just like standing like there here. listening, like, you know, if they're dancing and moving, like that will always help my performance. I forget what they all say because I'm usually drunk. <laughs> That's not a lie. I'm just kidding. No, Cheers I'm, to that, bitch. Please, please delete that, that though. Kinda... <laughs> please delete that. Yeah, okay, I can do that. You can do a cheers too. I've been hogging cheers, all the cheers. Cheers, please. Oh, the Barmado shake. You want to get one? Crazy. I'm getting crazy. Drunk. What about uh, like message-wise? Oh, message-wise. Um, That's more important. Yeah. Um, well, I'll no, do, I feel like the live performance is important too. I, I, I'll do. I'll do mine, and Trisha will do theirs. Okay. So um, the message that I want to convey is I want people to kill the cop in their head and be able to. Um, be able to create a free life for themselves based on their own meaning and ideal for life. Like all, every every lyric I write is about like how like everything is completely fucked and you should try your best to pursue what you want to do and like live your life to the fullest it can be. And 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 it is inherently it is inherently political to do that because you are destroying the pressure of the capitalist society on you. Absolutely, I agree. I also want to add, I want people to feel welcome when they listen to our music. Like, obviously, if you have some sort of negative attribute, if you're a Nazi, I don't want you to feel welcome. But, um, you know, like, I'd I'd like to think that our... (laughs) No, I don't know. I just, you have to be pretty specific when you say seeing. things like that yeah. if you say everyone's welcome they'll think everyone's welcome if you're a Nazi but, you should uh, not see us yeah, yeah. but uh, you know more more specifically like I think that we try to broach a wide range of subjects with our music I think that we like to Sorry. at least try to include people from all walks of life or include like all of our diverse experiences in our music and I hope that that can reach people yeah. I hope that people like find I don't know, some sort of like community in that, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I think it does. Purpose? I, you know, I, I think that that's sort of the cool thing to me about like DIY and like punk stuff is that it, it seems like it's very welcoming to everybody. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, hope that's not cringe to say. Not, you know? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I mean, it's, you know. <laughs> no, it is nice. It's just, I don't know. I, I haven't been a part of like DIY culture as long as these two or even Eli. So like, especially as someone who felt like an outsider for a long time, it's nice to immediately feel welcomed. 
But why do you feel like you were an outsider? Well, like, I just wasn't a part of the scene. Yeah. Really, until I was like maybe like 20. Yeah. 21. Do you feel like it? Um, what was it about like the DIY scene that kind of made you feel welcome? I mean. Sorry, I'm not sure. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> it's just, um, I guess, like the music scenes I was a part of before didn't have as much diversity. Yeah. So it's just nice to see people from all different walks of life. Not even just like as far as like race and gender go, but like people who like grew up in different areas, have different life experiences, yeah. have different interests. It's like a very wide range of people, and you can meet so many different people at the same show. It's, really yeah. cool in that way yeah. everyone is welcoming welcomed to add to this like i i actually like met trisha through a friend and because that trisha had like very similar like like um political Ideals. ideologies yeah and, like that's how we became friends and it wasn't through like the scene it's kind of like something we both kind of created for our band ourselves yeah. yeah i want you to picture luke with like a fishing line and then they like cast their line and caught me and pulled me in <laughs> that's not what happened but it was it was like not in a weird way in a fun way yeah you can cut that in post like this. <laughs> just cut everything <laughs> off the record <laughs> all off the record <laughs> no, I really do feel that way though. Like I'm so happy to have been brought into it because, like I said, yeah. the the mutual friend of ours is really a special person. So like, just hearing them say like, I think that you should like see this band and like get to know these people and like fill in a gig. I trusted them and it was yeah. worth it. <laughs> I think it's cool that y'all take such like a, an open and political approach. Um, do you feel like? Uh, well, let me ask one. Why do you feel like you? take a political approach? Um, I actually, um, I take a political approach because that's something I feel strongly about. Like, that's yeah. strictly it. I, I mean, what? Oh, you gave me a crazy look. Um, I smiled at you. But, but, um, but I, I always like to note in all of these interviews that it's like the, the level of action that I wish I could do is something that I'm not doing. So I want to at least be able to put my beliefs and ideas for change within music. Because I think that even though music isn't the biggest form of like activism you can do, it's like at least like you saying your piece to like creating a better world. Yeah, I think that's really relatable because I feel like it is hard sometimes to try to act and do things like that. You know? Yeah, and like the world always tries to tear you down and make you yeah. feel like that's that you you alone can make a difference. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the um, I feel like the secret you navigating that is by putting like your beliefs and what you want to push forward through your art Absolutely. and I recommend anyone listening to this that wants to create something to do it because that they can make a difference with their words and someone will at least feel inspired for one moment in their life by listening to you and it's not like politics and music so, is a new concept. Yeah, yeah. Do, do y'all feel like music should be political? Or? Absolutely. Yeah. And it, like I like I said a moment ago, it always has been. Um, In what way? Well, like Beethoven's Third Symphony, or the Eroica Symphony, huh. was originally dedicated to Napoleon, and then he took away that dedication. I'm sorry. No, I'm looking at blessing <laughs> myself. He, he took away that dedication, I believe, um, after Napoleon invaded... Napoleon. Somewhere. I don't remember what he Napoleon. did. 
to many places. Here. Many places. <laughs> some through through some sort of was it Austria or was it one of the various wars in Russia? I'm not. I don't totally remember after so many daiquiris, but you know, even even Beethoven took a political stance, and it wasn't just him. It's like I don't know. People write about what they're feeling and what they're thinking, and politics is everything, whether or not you like it. Yeah. God bless. Have y'all ever faced like any resistance for like having? Oh, I'm like dumb comments, yes. like yeah. funny ass, like dumb comments, stupid that. stuff. But <laughs> shit that like doesn't matter to us, you know. Like it's like we know that what we're doing is right for us. And yeah. That's what matters. I liken it to a troll. Like you're just trying to get a reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a troll. <laughs> Just like a troll. <laughs> Those darn trolls. Like you look under, under the, the bridge. bridge. Yeah. <laughs> For the grumpy you old troll. Gotta pay the negative comment toll. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. Um, sorry, I'm kind no, of it's, this is here. great, Dalton. Thank you. I appreciate y'all taking the time to talk to me. Um, make sure I hit all my questions I want. Oh, there was one more influence that I heard in the same interview that I thought was really interesting. Uh, you said Japanese indie music was something of an influence. Oh, I was listening to a lot of like ogre you asshole. Oh, I'm that's familiar. funny. <laughs> like, I've heard of them. And I thought like at the time of that interview, I was listening to a shit ton of ogre you asshole. Okay. Like this really cool. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Japanese like <laughs> indie rock band that was like. Oh my god, like I was just super into Japanese music for a minute. I still am. It's just like I had like a phase where I had like this like Japanese like rock and roll playlist. Yeah, so, like Psycho and stuff like that. And I was like I was super into that for a second because I, I really liked their approach to like to like emo and stuff. Yeah, I've been I've been getting like also going back to Spotify algorithms. I've been getting recommended more <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Japanese stuff. Did you else get this too? Like sometimes in like your Discover Weekly or whatever you check out yeah. like I get a lot of like Japanese indie rock or punk oh, well you love city pop yeah, yeah. that's like yeah that's your different thing. though it's like 70s true so kind of indie rock honestly I was gonna say it's at least yeah. from the same country yeah. same country yeah. <laughs> same country it's um, weird country, yeah. no my Spotify recs or at this point in my life my title recs are always like Steely Dan and Paul Simon adjacent stuff <laughs> <laughs> nice you can call me out. I like that. I know. I am like an adult <laughs> woman who acts like a baby. I, I, um, baby. I've never been able to get into Steely Dan. I, oh. I feel like that it's one of those like bands that I really want to like, but it's just like never really You know what you it. need to do? Yeah. Cocaine. Cocaine. That, that, honestly, <laughs> cocaine. I, I, I cocaine would help me. I've, I've been recommended no by no, no But for real, I think that having, okay. um, and okay. not to assume anything about you, but I think that enjoying jazz helps you enjoy Steely Dan because it's fusion of jazz and rock. Yeah. Average yeah. Steely Dan enjoyer. <laughs> well, I feel like this is coming to a good, uh, good natural ending. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't want to talk so about Steely Dan. So now we interview you. Can you ask me a question? I answered Talk about the drums. Ask drums about are fun. Yeah, okay, no. My high clutch is being borrowed. Here, I'll give you two bands. questions. Yeah. Could I interview Pete? Yeah, please do, actually. It sounds awesome. That was the question. <laughs> Peter, so what was your favorite season of the Mets? <laughs> like, what was your favorite most, like, what was the most influential, like... I really remember 2008, because I was a kid, you know, growing up. <laughs> it was the first time I watched... <laughs> the first time I would watch the Mets games with my parents, and it really lo- gave me a lasting impact. 
left a lasting impact. Who was on playing them. at the time? Oh, you know, you got your classics. You got your David Wrights. You got Johan oh, yes. Santana pitching. Obviously. You know, of course, yeah. <laughs> and then my second question is, okay, who are what drummers influenced you to start drumming? Oh, that's a that's a good question. I guess that's a great question. Oh, the Mets. Um, the Mets definitely influenced me to start drumming, <laughs> but other than that, um, you know. I was listening to like a lot of Led Zeppelin when I was young. Loved John Bonham for sure. I was also really into like like a lot of I don't know. For me, it was I a lot of Green Day and Beatles too growing yeah. up. So like, Trey <laughs> Cool, Trey Cool, Trey Cool. Yeah. Right. And I feel like I don't know. Learning songs by those drummers like really like influenced my style of playing now. I think you know? Trey Cool is kind of underrated. He is kind of He's underrated. pretty cool. He's better than drummer. Travis, yeah. honestly, in my opinion. Really. I like him a lot more than Travis. That's an interesting take. I've never really thought about it. And that's not a popular opinion. A lot of people love Travis Barker. Yeah. We're going to get another slurricane. All right, Sophie. Cool. Well, uh, I guess we can just sort of leave it at what are sort of the future plans for Teenage Halloween? Future plans for Teenage Halloween? We definitely want to do a second album and hopefully more after that. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely have more plans for touring in, in uh, 2022 and 2023. Um, yeah, those are the two big things. Yeah, I feel like. yeah I feel touring like and recording some music. I'm definitely yeah. very excited to record our second yeah, album. For sure. Plans for the future. I already said definitely recording the album and definitely uh, touring. Um, yeah, we, we just, that's about it right now. I mean, yeah, you don't want to like... Like maybe a group hug is on the future. Yeah, that's nice. On stage. Are we gonna tonight. group hug? A group hug is in the future. Group hug. Yeah. Is I guess this y'all's first time in New Orleans? Go it's mine. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. yeah Eli's sorry, been like here a few times. Extending it more. Going they didn't start, did they? No, we're just going inside. Uh, it's cold. Yeah, I think I, I think this is a good good time to stop. So I, I appreciate y'all, and I'll go inside too. But you yeah. can go inside. Yeah. <laughs> no, this has been fun. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank y'all for Thank the time. I hope that you have like good material.